Danny, 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 I happen to be about a half an hour late for this podcast recording, and did I ever come into a joyous conversation where I heard Danny Wrench laying down the law? It was glorious. Well, first of all, I uh, sometimes when I get to the end of meetings and we've had a lot of things being discussed, right? You've got like a number of team members in the call and everybody at a certain point was kind of given an action item or a TDL. That's what the cool kids say for to-do list these days, right? I mean, mm. at a certain at a certain moment at the end of the call, it's really for my brain where I, I tend to like take on a tone that sounds very dictatorial because I'm like, all right, you know, this action's on you, this action's on you, this action's on you, mainly because it helps my brain think about everything we just talked about. Yeah, that makes sense. So you did you did just jump in at the end of a big call, which I can't even, can I announce it yet? Uh, I mean, this comes out on Thursday, are, so I don't know. Probably next week? Probably next week. We were planning the production of a huge chess event that is coming that people are going to be so excited is exclusively in English on chess.com TV and Twitch TV slash chess. So that I gave some small clues for those really astute chess followers may be thinking about something that's happening in the chess world and that I obviously implied there are multi-language coverages of this said event. So I'm going to leave it at that. But anyway, I'm sorry because James did join the call and saw Danny in, Danny in work pants mode. I'm back to fun mode now. It was good. Here's here's what just happened for anyone that's just come into uh, Coffee House Blunders episode 40 for the very first time listening. Th- this, this show, what Danny likes to do is he likes to think in his mind a little bit should i unveil and announce this thing that i'm not supposed to and then i'll be like i don't think i should and then he does it anyways (laughs) that's essentially what danny does on this podcast (laughs) which means that moment just there was one of the rare times where i actually didn't i didn't reveal everything he he gave it a he gave a 60 percent away he's like i'm just gonna tell us i know at first it sounds like i'm being sort of um i'm being you know grandiose or always trying to make it sound like everything we're doing is the coolest bees in the world but it's literally not even true it's just like my personality to always say too much I, i i stick my foot in the mouth my mouth way too much and i say things i shouldn't so that's literally my brain thinking out loud am i allowed to talk about this can I keep talking? Yes, I'm still talking. I'm going to keep talking about it. That's that's often what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I enjoy it because I learn things before anyone else. And then right. everyone else learns it before everyone else as right. well. Right, and then everyone else learns it way before they should have when it comes out Thursday <laughs> yes. at 12 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So talking about things that people should be aware of, this special 40th episode of Coffee House Blunders, we kind of deemed it the spoiler cast only because the two important things happened. One, last week we rambled on about how we were not going to talk about a review of The Last Jedi, even though it's been out for two months. Um, uh, And we're going to do that. We're going to literally talk about The Last Jedi for quite a bit of time on this podcast. But also at the same time, Papa Bear has finally taken the DVD slash Blu-ray combinations of Stranger Things and, and has started. I obviously have only one thing to say. Poor Barb. Poor Barb. And for all of you knee-deep in Stranger Things fans like like my boy Mods here, you're like, oh yeah, Barb was a character three seasons ago. That's where I'm at. <laughs> it's poor Barb. There's so, a, uh, a few things that we start even there, I will say, uh, of the level of 
of, of kind of that I'm into Stranger Things. I really enjoyed season one and season two. And you're only a few episodes into season one. So we're not going to spoiler cast it too much there. But I will say like to the level of not only did I watch all of season one, season two, I went to the Stranger Things themed bar in Chicago, which was awesome. There were there were signs of have you seen Barb and like little tear off uh, phone numbers that you could call, which was very adorable. They had they had Stranger Things themed uh, cocktails with like egos in them. You'll get to this all of this later. Um, I, I can't wait. They, they, it was amazing. Um, they had the lights on the wall. It was really cool. And then I also went to the Stranger Things uh, laser show at the Laser Dome in Seattle. So, like, I'm pretty into it, and I really enjoy it. I think it's really just a great show. But you are well, right. I think the missing piece is Barb. And once you get yeah. further in, it's going to upset you every single time that we do this podcast even more. Okay. Well, I and I appreciate you not going full Danny and giving me the full spoiler of how much I may miss Barb, even though you foreshadowed it. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, I so we watched two episodes last night. We're, we're two episodes in. I told my wife, I'm like, honey, Mott's got us probably the coolest collector's edition possible of Stranger Things. I really do want, legitimately want to watch the show, but you know that we're not neglecting it. It's just, you know, it's our life. Like literally when, when all the kids are in bed, finally it's nine 30 and we'd probably rather have a glass of wine in a conversation than watch TV. So we literally watch now two TV shows. The only TV show we've really ever been into lately this year has been the good place. So just like totally the opposite comedy, but we don't watch shows. I mean, Sean and I have literally watched, three shows as like fans of the show in our entire life they are lost fringe which stranger things has a bit of a fringe feel in some it ways does. so i like mm-hmm. so i have watched lost from start to finish fringe from start to finish and then we got really into the mentalist where we kind of started watching later we figured out the mentalist wasn't just some sort of kind of cheesy romantic crime csi there was actually some really cool things to the mentalist about all the red john serial killer stuff so sean and i got really into the mentalist and we watched all that but though a liter- i am not exaggerating those are the three tv shows that sean and i have watched in our 13 year marriage which tells you how much time we take. Like we don't binge watch things. It's not something we do. So this is like, we've been wanting to get to it. And I just, that is my excuse of why I haven't done it yet. But now, you know, we are very excited. Sean and I both liked the first two episodes. We were super sad for Barb and, uh, and we're excited to watch some more tonight. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's, we, it's actually really hard. I think nowadays with when you have anything, whether it be a, a DVD of it or just the streaming services, I think it's 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 hard just not to sit down and just get through as many as humanly possible because like time is of this essence where you're like I need to get through all of it like and and uh, we 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 did do it. we went through Stranger Things and we just kept watching it was like a whole weekend then season two was like the same but you're in a good place because you're just really seeing for the first time that kind of 1980s yeah like theming of it all like Will what is happening yeah uh, very and, the, the, and the characters Will, as parents mm. it's tough too because. You're just like emotionally like the first episode, a kid gets kidnapped, right? And then you think about all the things that Elle has already been put through in her little lifetime and she's adorable. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why are people torturing this amazing little kid, right? So uh, it's it's an emotional tough one for me and Shauna to get into, but my my intrigue is there and I'm, I'm curious... We need to talk about this in a little bit when I really get caught up and I'm really into it because I'm curious 
what we end up learning stuck and what didn't. Because what I what I do know about shows that I've watched is like there were things that happened early on in Fringe that were sort of foreshadowed were going to be like a major storyline, and then they just they just eliminated the person or they just wrote them out of the show, right? And it's just and then all of a sudden people are like, hey, what happened to this storyline, right? And mm-hmm. and it never it never comes to fruition. Those who are huge Fringe fans will know I'm talking about. In one of the early episodes, it's all this stuff about how, you know, there was like something going on in the Middle East and there was like mafia stuff that maybe Peter was involved in. And then they basically realized what was sticking home with, you know, whatever tests they were doing, what was sticking with people was all the science aspect of Fringe. And they went knee deep into everything they did in Fringe, right? Whereas I'm curious what's going to happen with this show. I can't wait to see what it's like a year from now. Yeah, it'll be when when you get into it, what's here's my Stranger Things like ups and downs, like the entire upside down, the entire like monster Demogorgon part of it that you're going to experience is like fantastic. Um, the kids are great, but then terrible at the same time. Like, in fact, eventually you'll like, you'll learn to love to hate Mike. And then Lucas will just be like annoying. And then Dustin does this stupid crap for no reason. You're like, why? Right. Oh, it's so frustrating. Right. Um, so you'll love to hate the boys. I mean, you'll always love 11 she's the best she's yeah. just what? phenomenal how can i not she and she looks just like my daughter which is why we're yeah. here to begin with right exactly so that that's kind of my synopsis of it is like okay. the 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 characters are great and they but then there's some things that upset you in general but then once it gets further in it it gets really intriguing in, in general so okay yeah well i can't wait and i know we've we've already sort of digressed down an unintentional rabbit hole here because this show was really meant for us to be breaking down and providing full spoilers and reviews of a different science fiction uh, saga. And I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. So if you have not seen Star Wars, the last Jedi, the time is now to turn off the podcast and skip over to, yeah, to just, yeah, you know, just delete it. Uh, Still subscribe to our podcast and leave us a good review. But if you need to turn it off and go watch the last Jedi, now's your time. Yeah, now's your time. And if you don't know, Danny and I are really big Star Wars fans. I'm not sure who's the larger fan. That is up for debate. It's probably you. I'm, I mean, and I say that like with a bit of like melancholy sadness, right? I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who says, oh, I'm not a huge fan of this because I think you're a dork. Like I kind of wish I I was a little more into it. Um, But I do, I mean, every aspect of the Star Wars saga, since it's kind of been new in my generation, since it's been coming out, has gotten me much more obsessed with the storyline and the family of the Skywalkers and everything that I'm into now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's just give a one-on-one overview of how did you feel in general? What is your, what is your score? What is your... So I liked it and I saw it with my two boys. Uh, when you and I first talked about this several episodes ago now. And I think when I see movies with my kids, it really has to like fall fall short in some areas for me to be upset because I, I think I'm already in a great demographic for as a moviegoer because I'm happy. I'm spending time with my kids. I'm kind of winning even if I'm losing, right? I mean, it's something we're doing as a family. So I'm already in a jovial, spirited mood. And, and I really enjoyed it. I thought that it wasn't... Um, I didn't it didn't disappoint me. I thought I thought that overall the the storyline made sense as like the next step in terms of where it left off. Uh, obviously the connection between Kylo Ren and and uh Rey um you know kind of the you know that they do Star Wars always has different storylines going at once. You know every movie is full of 
the battle between Luke and Darth and the Death Star and this and that, right? There's always, I think they balanced me being on the edge of my seat well the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that it all really centered around the history of how Luke Skywalker sort of fell from grace, if you will, right? And, and not not just not just as a as a Jedi, but kind of lost his own way and, and just didn't want to be who everyone thought he would be, which would be the balance to the force and and guiding a new generation forever. Clearly we get to find out the reasons why that didn't happen, that we were left so desperately hanging at the edge of our seats in the first one when Kylo Ren kills Han Solo and we're like, oh my gosh, this guy's real bad. Um so I like all the overall big picture stuff was good. There were the negatives were really simple for me. I I wasn't I wasn't thrilled or totally buying in at least at first about the full psychic connection that Kylo and Ray have. Like when they start talking to each other through the universe, at first I was like, "Whoa, what are we doing here? Are we what's going on, right? What where where are they taking this?" But by the end, because it was really playing into the bigger picture of how deeply the Force connects those who who are connected to it, both the light and the good side of Luke and and what he's able to do at the end. Like I, I, by the end, I was okay with it. By the end, I was into it, and I thought it was really cool that they were able to to experience this deep connection. Plus, it played out really well in the in the final scenes where they sort of join forces. Right. And then and then they leave again like this, this battle they're they're experiencing between each other. Like it really was good. Um, Probably the only thing I didn't like was the same things that Mark Hamill himself said he didn't like. Like I wasn't thrilled that Luke Skywalker's character ever had that level of a moment of weakness that he did where he would consider, you know, bad things for a student of his. So that I just felt like Luke's character was supposed to be above that. Um, so that part of it, I, I wasn't thrilled that that's how it broke down, but I think that the show's all about providing the human element of all sides and it's kind of showing Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's evil, but Hey, like the kid's been through some stuff, right? He's been through some hard times. So that was kind of what they were doing. And sorry, I talked too much, but that was my full experience of it. And I know you have probably a lot of things to add about everything I, I touched on there. Well, I think in general, what's interesting is I have only seen it once and I did go with a friend that saw it three times and his third time he said he enjoyed it more and more. And I I was going to go back this weekend and and see it again. And I still kind of want to, but I might just wait for the release at this point. And I will say, like, I enjoy the other movies, um, not only Rogue One, but um, the one before that, like all the episode um, seven. Episode seven. Yeah. Uh, I also in, enjoyed that uh, quite heavily when it came to release. It kind of it, it made a really great at home movie as well. So some movies you see in the movie theater once, and then it comes out. And you're like, oh, I don't I don't even know why I yeah, bought yeah. this, but I can go yeah. back and watch those two movies over and over again. I really enjoy them. I will. I mean, I do love Ray. I love I love this hero in Ray and yeah. what she stands for and where she's going. I will say that. <clears throat> One thing that has occurred since I saw The Last Jedi is that I've listened to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. about people talking about The Last Jedi. And okay. <laughs> why well, I mean, well, maybe we didn't. I'm sure our listeners may have also. Yeah. Um, but they were really, really, really deep into the storyline. And what they ended up doing to me and to this movie is dissecting it so much that they – they kind of took every scene and picked about why it was good or why it was bad. So like the scenes, the scenes that I actually sat and enjoyed in the movie theater, I kind of 
am now analyzing more than I possibly should. Right. And what You're I like, mean by is that, that is a good or bad scene, right? Exactly. So when I or was that a good plot point? Or was that a good character? So when I walked out of the theater, I had a huge smile on my face. So that was my review. Huge smile on my face. I really enjoyed it. And I said, I don't know, that might be one of the top top ones. It might be a top one, right? At least from the of the three of the re- recent three, including um, Rogue One. I'm just going to group all the latest 2010 plus movies together in there. Um, and I will say what was really interesting about that is to see that this was the first time from an episode to an episode where the director changed, right? So JJ yes. wasn't on this, Ryan Johnson yes. was on this. And what was interesting that I could not agree more with is almost like, um, of what happened what you think may happen in stranger things, like people just throwing away characters or throwing away storylines. Like Ryan Johnson's like, um, Jedi, Jedi, um, temple and books. No, I don't care. Gone. Right. Snoke. I don't like that character gone. Right. It's Mm -hmm. just like, it's these bigger plot points. We are just like, I mean, it was set up for a whole movie. Now I don't like that gone. Right. Uh, so that really intrigues me to see where the next one will go. Like, will someone come back? Cause the, 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 we see, we finally see Snoke, right? Like how exciting is that? Like we, we leave episode seven and we're just like, who is Who's this, this guy? Snoke? Who like, is it? We talked right. about this on the last, on the last time we talked about Star Wars yeah. and then psh, dead, just like gone. Right. Like, no, no backstory filled in. Like, oh, come on. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, that was really interesting. Uh, one other thing that was really pointed out is that when we're watching this movie more than any other Star Wars movie that we have watched in the past, there are more storylines and arcs going on. Uh, you have the things going on with Poe, right? Just Poe right. doing his own thing. Like, you have hey, stuff yeah, going well, Poe, don't yeah. worry about it. Yep. You have that going on. You have Kylo. You have Rey's story arc. You have Luke's story arc. Um, you have Leia's sta- story arc that are all occurring at this at the same time and moving between, uh, which is which is actually really in- intriguing, but also a means little... that some of those story arcs are throwaway, right? And like, and, why are they even there? And and it's almost like you wish everybody was more on the same page so that that doesn't happen. Right. Cause we, it's mm-hmm. funny how we started talking about stranger things and it's, it's almost like a similar thing we're getting to where you start to wonder, like, couldn't everybody have just been on the same page enough to know what was going to, what should have been throw away and what not? Like, why, why would we be in a position where the person we were set up to be fearing? Uh, uh, okay. Well, I have a, I have a slightly different take. So I hear everything you're saying and the mode I was about to go in there was sort of agreeing with you. And I think we could quickly become the same, the same thing. We, I think that a lot of people have done and, and rightfully so do with movies they really love and care about. You kind of dissect it and, and say all these things, but, but I, I feel like there's some positive of how all those things happen too. Like one, one of the biggest shockers of the movie was that Snoke kind of went down. Right. But not only that, Mm -hmm. it was the way he went down and that Kylo Ren basically sensed in that moment that this was his going to be his one opportunity to because really it showed like because there's always the debate. Will he go good or bad? Will Kylo be good or bad? Right. Mm -hmm. And does Snoke really have full control over him? What we learned was both things were true. Or, or both things were wrong. Like Snoke thought in the end, I have control over him and he's bad. But turns out he is bad, but Snoke didn't have control of him. In fact, if anything, he wanted, he wants all of Snoke, right? He wants to be the guy. And so that was, that was a real shocker when that happened. It led to, to me, one of the kind of the coolest, most exciting moments so far in almost any star Wars movie that, that Kylo used his one opportunity to do what Vader always wished he could, which was kill the emperor. Right. 
Mm. Vader, Vader would have killed the Emperor in bid number one a lot of times too, but he never had the opportunity. And then when he finally did, it it was it was too late because he was he was basically dead with him, right? And so it was an interesting moment that Kylo took the power play opportunity. And then when he did it, you found out, wait, 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 he's not doing this because he's on Ren's side, because he's on Ray's side. He's doing this because he wants to be the supreme leader of everything. And he's tired of taking orders from Snoke. So I, I thought that was cool. And I was like, oh, wow, now we know for sure the showdown has been set for the final end of this nine part saga, regardless of any other Disney movies, uh, sorry, any other Star Wars movies that Disney dreams up. We know that the main point of this saga is going to come down to Ray versus Kylo Ren. And I was into that. I was like, that's cool. I actually like how sexy that is and how awesome it was that Kylo basically just killed Snoke and now he's the boss. And I thought that was kind of cool. So that's the other way to look at how shocking that was, which led to such an interesting moment. And 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 I, I actually kind of like that. I was like, whoa, like he's a bad guy. Sweet kind of thing. I mean, I just wish that they would have. I, I agree. There's a few other podcasters that had talked about this. I wish that they would have just said like one or two other things about Snoke, just a little bit about like whatever, and then wrap it up. Like I felt like his there was a lot of loose ends that weren't tied up. I will say, though, that fight scene with Kylo and Rey was very good. I also really like that Kylo took off his mask because yeah. he was stupid with that on. It just didn't yeah. make any sense. Um but I did actually, I think I thought that fight scene was awesome because you had the red um, um, troopers or whatever. I don't, I don't know what their actual name was. They're, um, yeah. There's some name for them, but they were really awesome. They had really cool weapons. Uh, and what this actually showed more than anything was how strong Ray is. And Ray, you know, not like she's um, fully, fully trained, right? She's not even 100% trained. Um, like Kylo or, or other Jedi are, but this actually showed more than anything how strong and how much a competitor Rey is going to be and how important she is um, in the story arc, especially with that connection to Kylo and to eventually we'll, we'll hope that he, she, she takes him down. I mean, yep. Kylo to me, I still have a hard time with Adam. Dr- I like Adam Driver. Don't get me wrong. Um, okay, come on. Don't go hating on Adam because I'm against I do you like Adam. The the problem is that I watched like a few seasons of girls and he's in it and he's like this really terrible character. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to, it's, it, it, it's fine, but he is good. He was better in this one. He's still a little whiny for me, I would say. Yeah. Um, but still good. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can, I can dig that. Yeah. I, I do like, there's a lot of other nice little notches in here. I think that, um, I really enjoyed the chemistry between, um, Finn and Rose uh, I thought that was great, a big, um, a real good connection there. I was disappointed between uh, BB-8 and BB-8, if you know yeah. what I'm talking about, a little BB-8. Uh, yeah, yeah, not but- in the movie at all, very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> I will uh, say I was disappointed with that entire story arc of, like, trying to go find this person and unlock this thing and get it. That was like a whole throwaway, whatever. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. And it led to the discovery of other, maybe perhaps Jedi out there in the wilderness, these kids. Um, But that was was, the whole reason why it seemed like this director's thing or his mission statement with what was he proving by the end, that they go out of their way to highlight that that, that Ray was a nobody. Kylo Ren is 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 jedi and the force royalty he's a skywalker right he's Mm -hmm. he's literally royalty in terms of the storyline that we've all come to love about star wars but he's you know that's what he he's like he was born into the force right and 
So you've got him from that side of the street, that side of the tracks, and then you've got Ray, who that was the whole thing to go out of their way to show, like, you're a nobody. You don't even belong here. You're not, you know, you're not powerful enough to even hold a, hold a lightsaber to me, is what Kylo's kind of saying, right? And then, and then in the end, it was like the inspiration that Ray is, the fact that she, and you know, the next great Jedi could come from anywhere, right? And it doesn't take being a Skywalker to be strong in the Force, Right. And and so that was it seemed like that was this director's mission. It was almost like a class warfare mm. statement he was making, which I in some ways could be think that's cool. In some ways could be like, all right, get over it. Get over yourself. I get what you're trying to say, that Ray is from the bad side of the tracks and Kylo's from the, the royalty rich side of the tracks. And it doesn't matter. Ray has just as much talent to beat him. And that's kind of what he was saying. Yeah. And then and because she has that talent you know, she's an inspiration to the whole world in the sense that now we have this whole new generation of Jedis that are going to, that are going to become great because of her, which in one way it's cool. Cause that's, that's like, I guess that's where Anakin came from, right? Like Anakin was mm -hmm. originally a nobody, right. Mm -hmm. And came yeah, yeah. from, came from nothingness to become the greatest, you know, Jedi of all time. Right. And Anakin. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah. So in that one ways, it's cool. They're kind of carrying on that. That's what the force is all about. But in other ways, I was like, all right, like, I get that you're trying to make a point and you're, you're, you're puking me out a little bit, but I get it. <laughs> How did you feel about. So this is the is this the first this is the first fully Disney Disney episode. Is it like this, this one? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. OK. I'm, I didn't even I'm realize sure, that. Yeah. yeah. And I, people can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, maybe Rogue One, at least for the episodes, they were. Um, I'm pretty sure like the subsidiary, like how it all worked out. And how did you feel about the Disney essence and humor that was injected into this movie? By Disney essence and humor, you're basically saying... Um, okay, there's a few. Here's a few instances. Okay, we yeah, have, yeah. Give, me, give me Disney essence have, and humor. Okay, we have um, the burn on Hux. Okay, where where um, Poe is is faking calling into Hux or he's calling into him and he's just like throwing out burns left and right. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's one. Like, that's one. Yeah, yeah. And the, the other one would be like the Porgs and then Chewie almost eating the Porgs and Porgs becoming this, you know, central funny part or the other part, which is. You know, these these are the things that were thrown in there. It seemed like very out of not Star Wars, right? Or like Luke, who he's handed this the lightsaber and then chucks it over his shoulder. Right, right. right. <laughs> I mean, which was very funny. Yeah, no, I, I, I like some of it. Like, I thought that one of the mistakes that I think sometimes can happen in these superhero-like sagas is, is like taking yourself too seriously, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't mind that. I mean, I thought the initial scene of kind of the burn on Hux where he's like, Hey, can I talk to the leader? No, the uh, like, I thought that was funny. I laughed. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it did seem a little out of place when they're talking about destroying planets and this guy's like being disrespected by like a prank phone call. Right. Um, and then I did like the lightsaber scene too. I wasn't really into the whole chewy, like befriending his food thing. Cause I'm like, Oh, whatever. I mean, but they had to have some sort of adorable little Ewok in there and that's what they were going for. Right. Uh, by the way, while I forgot to tell you, while at Disneyland, I met somebody who played an Ewok in uh, in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that was just a random. Um, it was a very short human being who who said that she was an Ewok in the movie. So I, I, honestly, I don't know if it's confirmed or denied, but she claimed to be it. I I, I chose to believe her. So um, 
But, you know, I don't know. I guess overall, the final thing that to me stuck out as, is this the way that Luke Skywalker would have wanted to go, right? Mm -hmm. He finally kind of... It's a clear. I guess in one sense, yes, because he goes on his own terms, basically just transcending into the ether space, just like, you know, the turtle from Kung Fu Panda, just like Mm Obi-Wan Kenobi before him, just like all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, it makes sense, right? I mean, he, he gets to go on his own terms. The other thing is... Like, did you expect it to be a little different with how he, how the final Luke Skywalker, like his final mark that he leaves on the Jedi and the generation that was, and and it, I know it was interesting. I thought it was really cool that he basically astral projectioned himself to battle Kylo Ren, and it showed like that Kylo Ren's biggest weakness is, of course, his you know chasing the demons of the past, right? Um, I'm okay with Adam Driver as a character, by the way, because I think part of the flawed aspects of Kylo Ren, the fact that he is a little bit whiny, that he is kind of a spoiled brat from the the royalty side of the forest, from the rich side of the forest, is kind of what makes his character so flawed. That's basically what his character is. He's a spoiled, mm. rotten brat who's super powerful in the force and yeah. is willing to destroy anybody, including his own family, to get it, right? I mean, like, that's basically what the character is, is so... Was that going to be ultimately the biggest bad guy in the end, or was it going to be Snoke? And I guess they chose to go with the, you know, the guy who was ambitious enough to to destroy everything to take over, rather than the leader that you could. On the one hand, too, like if Snoke remained the ultimate bad guy, like okay, we needed some more backstory, but yeah, it's kind of need a whole movie. We need a whole, we, and probably we'll get a whole movie. By the way, I mean honestly, we will. We, we probably yeah. will. I mean, have you seen? By the way, now we're digress- digressing. Have you seen the previews for the next couple Star Wars movies? The the Han Solo one, and then the Obi Wan Kenobi one. No, I've just heard of them. I'm trying not to watch anything. Yeah, That's like dude, my new thing. Don't is like, try watch not to them. Watch anything. In fact, don't even watch the Kenobi movie. Like seriously, Ewan McGregor is like, like they're basically making Obi Wan Kenobi out to be Jesus Christ. And oh that God. after he, after the whole force falls apart, he like literally wanders the desert for 40 years. That's <laughs> what, what the preview is. And it's, it's just, well, uh, it's literally Ewan McGregor, like doing a solo band adventure in an entire movie. I do like Ewan McGregor though. So that'll be good. I do. I, I, Ewan, he was the best part of episodes like one through th- one through three. Yes. And I do love that he cries and he's like, you were the chosen one, Anakin. And, and you were the chosen one. Yeah, exactly. yeah like that. <laughs> and, I, and I could totally buy that if, I mean, even though all the Jesus Christ wandered the desert for 40 years, you can be my savior storylines aside. I could buy that if somebody's entire life's work went up in flames and basically every Jedi master was slaughtered in like an instant by your Padawan and Yoda disappears and now you're on this island by yourself. I could buy that a dude experiences a midlife crisis in that setting. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, honestly, like if you put yourself in Obi-Wan Kenobi's shoes and he's wandering the desert and talking to burning bushes, like, hey, like if I was in that position, I probably would have lost a screw or two as well for a little while. You know, I think there's a few things that are interesting here. I think that you have to look at. All right. So if we go back to Luke, I mean, he's on this island. He's lost his way. This harkens back to Obi-Wan kind of, but even more desolate. Like Obi-Wan is on Tatooine, but really Obi-Wan more than anything is there to sort of watch over, um, uh, to watch over Luke. And in fact, you, Luke knows who Obi-Wan is. He knows about Ben. He knows about this guy that's there, right? It's not like he's um a mystery of where he's at he's like this long lost thing like luke literally went out of his way to hide himself away from everyone that he possibly could which also seems very much not super like luke right you know and that wasn't a hundred it was explained but not a hundred percent explained and then i think 
How he exited also, again, harkens back to uh, Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader, obviously very, very much, where he becomes one with the Force and um, becomes more stronger than it ever will become, you know? And I think that I'm sure that's how Luke will come back, Mark Hamill will come back in some facet, just like, uh, wasn't it great when Yoda came back in this episode? What a great... um, um, what a great day for us to see Yoda yet again. And Yoda just being a complete BA mm-hmm. and crushing and setting setting the tree on, on By the fire. way, more, so more puppet, more puppet so than good. he's been since Empire yes. Strikes Back, right? They went full puppet. So good. I love it. They did. I highly appreciate that, by the way, because, you know, we tried to machete order and go through and watch the original ones, which are just terrible. One through three, that is. And, and Yoda, while cute still as complete CG, just not as good as the puppet, just not as it's good. It's not as so. good, but they also, there's no way they could ever pulled off Yoda battling Count Dooku if he wasn't probably full CGI, right? I That's mean, true. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I guess. Do you hate the movie a little bit less now since we've dissected it so much? Is that what's happening? Well, that's a good question for the fans, and we should ask them to give yeah. us their feedback. I would love to hear our listeners and their and their breakdowns. Obviously, I think we're kind of touching on it's not like we're rocket scientists or uh, you know some sort of genius movie critics. I think the things we're talking about are probably the things that we're polarizing for just about everybody, right? And everybody could probably argue the pros and cons of each of the directions they went. I think it was strange how they handled and tried to wrap up some of the past. And it left me a little disappointed about some of the directions of the characters like Luke Skywalker. I don't feel like he would have ever had that weakness and I don't feel like he would have disappeared in that way. But at the same time, you know, if you foreshadowed and saw what a monster could become, like, would you do something? I get, but again, it's just an interesting thing that that Luke wouldn't have the same foresight or innocence in his belief that Ray had later where he's like, you know, where she's like, he, there's still good in him. Like he wouldn't have gone bad, you know? And, and then you found out that Kylo Ren was just manipulating her. You know, he had already fully jumped the shark probably um, yeah. on the, on the good or bad side of the force. So, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's good. I I'm, I'm excited for the Kylo Ren Ray battle. I'd be interested to see just how epic, it gets in terms of like the philosophical battle of the different sides of the street they come from. But overall, I'm sure we're going to be in for some good Star Wars fun. I'm a little more intrigued by all these other little sideline movies now, if they ever are good enough to really answer some cool plot lines that they've left us with, like the Snoke thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, well, that's all I got. I thought it was all right. You know, yeah. it was I. I thought it was good. It was good. It was, it, it was good. And that's the main thing. Again, I enjoyed the process. And I could sit here and probably dissect it forever, but I'm not paid to 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 be a movie critic. I pay You're movies. Paid, paid to be. <laughs> I pay to get criticized by movies. You know, that's that's how I feel. But <laughs> so um, no, I agree. I think that uh, you know, while I do that, think there there were some flaws. Just like you could point out anything in any movie. I think there's a lot of highs and lows, but I I think that the highs outdo the lows very much in this movie because I did enjoy I had a lot of fun watching this movie Um, people that I were with had a lot of fun watching this movie and I thought overall it was a solid Star Wars movie and I think in general I love the Porgs I thought the Porgs were great yeah Um, by the way even though I said I wasn't a huge fan of them I did buy Shauna an adorable little sweater that has a Porg on it and she loves it she looks so cute in it it's just adorbs all day Porgs all day Porgs Uh, all day Porgs and um, yeah, I mean, I, I give it a thumb. I do want to see it again, either in the theater. I'll definitely buy it. I buy all of them. Only, the only real physical copies of things that I buy are Star Wars now. Uh-huh. Um, 
Just because I, it's, it's just the collection. Why hasn't someone me? made like, the, the other catchphrase now? Uh, porg, the other, other white meat. <laughs> right? It is. LOL. We saw. We saw Chewy. Although Chewy did waste perfectly good food. Yeah, he did. Um, just for the, just to befriend himself, an adorable little bird. Um, so good. It was so cute. Good. And uh, uh, so did I tell you, I couldn't tell you my full cool experience at Disney because we did the Star Tours, right? This did the Disneyland oh, yeah, right. ride. Yeah. And, and part of the reason I couldn't say is because some of the new scenes that they had were from the new movie. So that was really cool yeah. to be there. And the fact that it made me so happy that me and the boys went out of our way when we arrived at Disneyland to rush to the local LA theater that we found that still had tickets for it and see the movie because then the next day when we went to Star Tours, we were like, oh, sweet, right? It was like like you do, you know, you fly in on that mountain, the salt the salt planet with all the red dust. Like you do that. Oh, yeah. There's also like a, a scene where Kylo Ren kind of confronts you, which is partly from the new movie. So that was that was cool because then I looked it up and found out they had just done like an update to the Star Tours software like a couple weeks before when the movie was coming out. So that was that was kind of cool. So Yeah, that's super cool. Like so that's really cool. That, uh, yeah, that's cool. They had a scene on Crate. That was like a very cool planet. I think that that has been I will say like I enjoyed because most of this movie, by the way, is really just a, a very slow, long space chase. Right. And they finally get to Crate, and I really enjoyed Crate. It almost harkened back to Hoth, which who doesn't love Hoth? But um, Crate was really interesting because it's a salt planet. And um, and I really enjoyed the elements of red and the salt brushing up. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, just visually, I was very impressed. It uh, was probably one of the most impressive worlds I thought, and I love the um, ice wolves, ice critters that were there, yeah. and the uh, foxes. Those Agreed. were really those were cool. cool too. Yep, I thought that that was great. The intelligence of those little little critters. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. And um, and that's another part so yeah, in I mean, the uh, yeah. in the Star Tours. Like they take you into like the inner innards of the of the crate planet, and like you see the 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 icicle wolves and you fly around in the salt planet while you're getting chased and shot at. So that was, that was again, overall Disney and star Wars Bravo, you won my money and left me with a smile on my face this winter. And so cheers, cheers, cheers and yeah. touche and, at the same time. Yeah. And you, and you'll continue to take all of my money and, and, and I'm okay with that. And that's so. okay. And so we're here for the, I'm in it for the long haul Disney. Don't you go anywhere. You know, exactly. you're in it to win it and I'm in it to give it. So I, are you, are I you okay you with this? Are you okay with this yearly schedule still? How you feel about the yearly Star Wars schedule? That every okay year, there's a, so again, like that leads us down that road of I'm okay with a yearly schedule because obviously, like it gives me something to do. But am I am I sold that every one of these movies is going to be a home run? Of course not, right? I mean, yeah. they're gonna they're going down Han Solo roads. They're going. It's it's. I don't, I think there's danger when there's no end in sight. There'll be, there'll be lone movies where a director and a, a script and, and, and a group of, of characters just hit it out of the park. And then there'll be times where you're like, this really sucked. I think yeah. that that's probably what'll happen. And it, it takes a lot to me of proper planning to really continue to keep like a franchise going where you're not clearly just cashing a check, you know? So we'll see how they handle that. And, and if they can maintain the integrity, I guess, if you will, of, of kind of the situation and not, not, but again, you watch this Ewan McGregor preview, and I am like, sorry, as much as I do like Ewan McGregor, like I said, I can justify 
us going down a spiritual path of finding yourself after the entire Jedi was destroyed, if I'm Obi-Wan. But still, the preview, the preview is as over the top as it gets. Seriously. It, I'm excited. My, my to comparisons <laughs> to like, they're literally having Ewan McGregor walk the desert as Jesus for 40 years. I'm not exaggerating. That's like, it, that's, that's exactly what the previews are. The best part is that like, you know, we're just going to give them all of our money to see it. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're telling yeah, us. And true. they, and they win. Yeah. So they win. They always win. All right. Well, this has been fun. I've been, I, I, I didn't know where, where am I, where am I, um, after all this jadedness of listening to way too many podcasts about star Wars, uh, you know, I will say this to, to really round it up. I'm even though it is a yearly schedule, I am happy that it's one movie on a yearly schedule, unlike Marvel, which is multiple. You know, we, we've talked about Marvel like I, I have Marvel overload. You're you're OK with it, but I'm a little bit I'm a little bit like too much happening between yeah. DC and Marvel. Um, and I like that it's only just one that I have to know that I'm absolutely going to go. Right. And I'm going to see it regardless, right? If a Thor comes out and a Spider-Man comes out and a, a Batman comes out, I, do, I have to pick and choose almost, you know, right. what I'm going to. Uh, so I, I will say, like, that's the nice thing about Star Wars is that as of today, there's, it's just one a year. There's just as one a year, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and uh, I am, well, I, the, I'll argue in Marvel's favor and say at least there's an end in sight. I mean, there is a plan to bring this entire sort of generation with the Infinity Wars thing to an end at some point. Um, Maybe. I mean, there will be spinoffs, I'm sure, after that. But the point is that this particular generation of storyline, you've got this, like Robert Downey Jr. and, you know, Chris, uh, whatever, Chris Evans and these these guys, like they're done. Like they're ready to get, mm. they're like, Hey, we want to move on now. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and that part of it is, so the infinity wars will be, that's why everyone knows that they're going to be killing off probably at least captain America or iron man, because, because like the contract situation, these guys have done like 11 movies and they're ready to be done, you know? And, but then they just, they just get rebooted as someone else. Because I mean, just like in the, the actual comics themselves, I mean, the superheroes, they die and then they come back all the time. I mean, so they could replace Robert Downey Jr. with somebody else to be Iron Man and Iron Man comes back. Just like, you know, if you look at, you know, Civil War, for instance, um, the comic was the Civil War series, like Captain America dies. And like in the very beginning, it's like shot by his girlfriend or whatever. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Um, correct me if I'm completely wrong about the Civil War series. Spoiler alert for, yeah, for, for too, comic too book late on that. Fans. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but but these, these characters die all the time. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with the series of it coming to a close. But obviously that this money train, this Disney money train is not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. So I hear you. Yeah. I guess I'm because I've been personally invested in this particular generation, Robert Downey, he's my boy, like the guy, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love Chris Hemsworth, Thor, my guy, my captain, like I'm ready. I'm on, I'll put it this way. I am signed up for the end of this group. I will think long and hard before I sign myself up emotionally for a new mm -hmm. generation of crap festing Disney Marvel movies. So <laughs> I am with you in All that, right. but I will say I am emotionally in, like they're taking me to the end of this infinity war train and I'm buckled up knowing that we're driving off the cliff. You know what I'm saying? So let's go. <laughs> All right. That's but, right. but I do hear you. I hear you on the rest of that. Yeah. All right. All right. I think, I think, I think that's going to do it for this week. <laughs> on that note. Um, it's too bad. We can't call the episode Disney crap fest of money. 
Um, but yes. <laughs> Subtitle. 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 Yep. Um, all right. Uh, you can find me on the internet at James Montemagno at Daniel Wrench over there for the Danny Wrench. Uh, you can find him on chess. You can find me on chess.com. How many games you got stuff. going these days, buddy? You got a, you got a whole got, dozen? You got a baker's dozen? Uh, I got three going on currently. Okay. Uh, I'm losing all, all the time, just constantly. It's great. It's a real uh, playing chess, real uh, confidence, uh, motivation uh, booster over here. Somebody has to destroyed. lose. So. So, I mean, some, and there's at least one person of the two, 50% of the people have to lose, um, unfortunately, in chess. And um, uh, 95% of the time, it's me. So <laughs> if you want to challenge me, go to chess.com slash James Montem. Uh, I don't know. Can you get, is it slash James Montemagno? Chess.com slash. This is just James Montemagno? Is that, is that, is I call you Magtown. Just like we talk about Magtown. Carl Magnuson, I call you Magtown. When you so when you go to that URL, which is not the URL, there's a 404 missing page. Someone made a wrong move, and there is a a, a GIF, a Jiffy GIF of Carl Magnuson mm-hmm. and uh, Hikaru. Magnus, uh, Carl Magnuson and Hikaru uh, and Hikaru uh, Nakamura is sitting there flipping a. I want to say a pick, a guitar pick. Is that what's happening? No, he is flipping a pawn. In his hand, nonstop. It must be like slash user. But you can find me on chess.com, James Montemagno. I accept everybody's game. Sometimes when you beat me five times, I may not um, accept the next game. So be aware of that. Um, yeah. And if you're like, yeah. hey, you're just trying to come back to that. You know, you want the village bicycle. You want my ride. I'm not into it anymore. You've already had my mm-hmm. ride five times. I'm done. Exactly. Go find, yeah. You've, go find another well to drain. Exactly. You've experienced this. Yeah. Then it's over. <laughs> um, you can reach out to us. Tell us your thoughts on Star Wars. We would love to hear it. Go to blunders.fm and you can leave us a con, a little email contact on there. And you can just leave us a little email message. That would be great. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite co- podcast application and tell all your friends about this great, um, amazing episode of Coffeehouse Blunders. I think that's about it. Got it, man. You're good at this. Peace out, homie. All right. Peace. Love you. Love you. <laughs>